It will be a top destination for lay Catholics, clergy, and religious. We're talking the new Evermode Institute in Springfield. This is Dive Deep. From the Diocese of Springfield in Illinois, this is Dive Deep. We dive deep into our Catholic faith. I am Andrew Hansen, coming to you from St. Francis of Assisi Church at the Evermode Institute here in Springfield. We are so glad to be in this gorgeous space, and we're so pleased to be joined by Father Augustine Puckner. He is the prior of a community of Norbertine fathers who are tasked with opening and leading this Evermode Institute. Again, we are just so pumped. Yes. Father Puckner, good to see you. Thanks for coming on Dive Deep. Thank you, Andrew. My pleasure to be your guest. Great <laughs> to be here in Springfield. And uh, if you would like to financially support Dive Deep and all these excellent, interesting topics and interviews we come out every month, go to dio.org slash give. That's dio.org slash give. Uh, again, we're going to get into your story, Father Puckner, uh, a little bit later, how you ended up here, and of course, mm. who the Norbertine Fathers are, because I know so many people in our diocese maybe have never heard of sure. you. Sure, well, they're going to hear about <laughs> us, yeah, yes. That's for sure. Some people think of you as the Popes. Or well, the we do dress popes. like the Popes, similar, <laughs> yes. Our religious habit is similar to the papal outfit. So if you're listening audio-wise, you may have to switch over to the YouTube channel to, to see Father Puckner, and yes. yeah, you, you might get a little, wait, is that Pope Francis? No, it's yeah. not Pope Francis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so let's, uh, let's first talk about this Evermode Institute, mm-hmm. because the diocese announced plans to create this back in March. Yes. Um, things have pr- progressed over the past several months, of course, with you being here now. Mm-hmm. Um, so first things first, what is the Evermode Institute? What do you have planned for Catholics here in our diocese? Well, the Evermode Institute is um, a ministry that will form the Catholic teachers and administrators in a comprehensive program for all of those who will themselves then teach the faith. It's like we are here, the Evermode Institute, to teach and train the teachers and administrators who are themselves in positions of, of course, responsibility and influence in regard to preaching the faith and teaching the faith. Uh, Our mission we see as, you know, well, the glorification of God and the salvation of souls through the imparting of Catholic doctrine, like, you know, truly Catholic teaching in regard to all the aspects that will help school principals and administrators, teachers, directors of religious education, catechists, directors of RCIA programs, all of those who are in Catholic formation, faith formation ministry, they will be coming to the program, participating in the program in a variety of ways. And we'll be offering classes that will make sure that they themselves really know the faith and know it in a way that will give them the tools along with the enthusiasm and zeal to really effectively be even better teachers and administrators and directors of religious education. So it's a faith formation program. It's founded on authentic Catholic teaching, uh, a zeal for the salvation of souls. And for all those who will participate, of course, you know, Bishop Prockey has ideas about those who will uh, officially participate, those who are already in, you know, official ministry of faith formation and teaching the Catholic faith, but for all the lay people, I mean, it will be a program that many people can benefit from. So that's our goal, that's our initial mission statement, and uh, we as the Norbertines, we have a long history of faith formation programs in regard to, first of all, forming our own seminarians uh, in our formation program at the Abbey back in California, and then a long history of teaching in high schools, uh, elementary schools as well, teaching and administration. So. We feel that, you know, we bring a certain amount of, you know, gifts and talents and expertise and experience in regard to the Evermode Institute, which will really 
uh, form the teachers and administrators to be even more well-versed in, in teaching and living the Catholic faith. And even we think of St. Norbert, of course, that's uh, yes. St. Norbert and St. Evermode, mm -hmm. uh, evangelists, yes. uh, and everything that they, they brought to our, our Catholic faith. Now, in terms of a timeline, I know you have been coming, you've, you've been yes. living in Wisconsin mm -hmm. uh, for the past few months, making the drive down to Springfield yep. here and there. Mm -hmm. um, give us a timeline uh, on when you hope programming will begin and, and when lay people can start to take advantage. Good. So the, the work of putting together the curriculum and the specific program is already underway. The bishop has tasked us, the Norbertines, uh, to assist him and his people here in the Diocese of Springfield to, to look around at, at other programs that already exist, things like the Augustine Institute. And, you know, there are other institutes that are committed to evangelization and catechetics and faith formation. There's a lot of good material already out there. Uh, we're sort of going through all of that now ourselves. And under the leadership of another Norbertine priest from the Abbey who will be coming to Springfield, Father Ambrose Christ. Father Ambrose is the second of the, the group here that will be coming to Springfield next summer who has already been designated. He has accepted his new assignment with great enthusiasm, as I have. Uh, he's going to be moving to Springfield like I am, and uh, he's already working. He'll be the director of the Institute. So I will serve as the superior of the new religious community that we'll be founding here on the property in Springfield. And Father Ambrose has already been net, networking with a number of people that uh, the Abbey has been working with and, and people that are nationally known. I mean, you know, big names. Uh, our plan is to make this something uh, very special for not only the church here in Springfield, uh, but far beyond in terms of putting together the curriculum, uh, the faculty. So in terms of a timeline, the work of putting together the Evermode Institute and its curriculum and programs, that's already underway. We've already made some decisions already in terms of uh, what the program will look like, how it will be offered, right? There'll be uh, in-person classes here uh, on the property uh, for the future priory and then also electronically. I mean, we know here we are, you know, sitting in front of microphones and cameras. This is such a big platform for teaching the faith and for preaching the gospel. And our... Uh, Certainly, our mission is to use uh, those platforms and these modes of communication uh, to really use the Evermode Institute to impart that knowledge. The new community here in Springfield, uh, which is yet to be named, it will be a new priory of the Norbertine Order. Uh, it will be a dependent house, a daughter house, if you will, of St. Michael's Abbey in Southern California, where we'll all be coming from. Uh, I entered the Abbey 32 years ago. And I lived in Southern California for 35 years, and now I'm back in the Midwest. So it's been a big transition. Welcome home. Thank you, yes. Well, uh, having been born and raised in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, it, it is, it's a nice homecoming. Uh, the Midwest values, Father. I absolutely. Mean, I, to, you know. that, I'm a Midwest guy. Thank you for reminding me of that, Andrew. And uh, no, that, that's very much, I think that was part of the reason, I think, why the abbot chose me. And we might get to that a little bit later when we talk about my own personal journey. But for the uh, community, we're set to, uh, to open the doors. The grand opening will be July 1st of 2023. So coming up next summer, less than a year away now. The facility is amazing. So, and uh, the community's commitment is to start with probably six or seven priests, all from California. We're all going to be relocating, moving here to establish the new priory, uh, whose primary ministry and apostolate will be the Evermood Institute. But, of course, we'll be doing other things as well here in the diocese Gosh, as priests. And, and you touched on a little bit of the specifics of the programming. You mentioned audiovisual type things. Mm -hmm. um, but 
and I know you, you set it out for, for catechists and teachers, but mm-hmm. if you can, a little bit more uh, specifics about the programming. I know, you know, you hear things like theology of the body or, you know, more specific, um, you know, tangible stuff right. that, that people can really grasp. Can you explain a little bit more for folks on, on what will this programming really look like? Right. Well, it will be uh, general, you know, theology, uh, spirituality, a touch of philosophy as well, because that's really important for understanding, you know, theology. But it will be uh, at, you know, at a level where, you know, it's not going to be overwhelming, like in terms of, you know, speculative theology and like all the, you know, intricate theories of, you know, the Blessed Trinity and other things like that. Uh, It will start with a more basic curriculum uh, to reinforce what many of the teachers and catechists and, you know, our our customers, our future customers, things that they already know about the faith. Uh, But maybe they don't, they don't know like the reasons behind some of the teachings or how those teachings can be effectively integrated with other teachings. So it's a kind of comprehensive program, theology and spirituality, that uh, will not go into you know too great of detail, so as to be overwhelming for for lay people and just you know for others who want to participate in the program. So it's going to be uh, theology, spirituality, some philosophy, accessible you know to to you know sort of you could say the common person, uh, but in a way that will definitely elevate their understanding of the faith. And of course, there will be I'm sure you know, some new things for people that uh, have gone through their own basic, you know, Catholic education and catechism. They know the faith pretty well, but, you know, these days our, our mission is, you know, we need to provide people with even more. Uh, so that because, uh, as we know, the culture, the society, everything around us and outside the church is, is presenting formidable challenges, not only intellectually, but just, you know, spiritually. And we want to uh, equip everybody, teachers and catechists and everyone who will participate in the program, with a, with a, a more comprehensive and a, and a more grounded uh, understanding, really, of the basics of the faith, basic theology. Now, what about priests, deacons, and religious? Will they, will, will everybody have a programming for them as well? That, that's sort of eventually down the line. Uh, we have discussed that with the bishop and his personnel about... Uh, also being involved in things like, yes, the formation of priests and deacons, uh, the permanent diaconate program, uh, other religious. So those are things where, we, again, we have knowledge and experience. Interestingly, I mentioned myself and Father Ambrose are the two Norbertines that have been chosen and designated uh, among the group that will come to Springfield. We are both, we have served as the novice masters at our community. Father Ambrose was my successor. I was a novice master. I worked in formation at our abbey for 12 years, my first 12 years as a priest. And now for the past 13 years, Father Ambrose has been the novice master. So we both have extensive uh, experience in, in education and formation, basically at all levels. But that's something that's being discussed in terms of how the Evermode Institute uh, can go beyond just uh, you know teachers and catechists and school administrators into uh, clerical formation and religious formation. And that's something I think even in the initial uh, curriculum, we could probably include like a class, even even for lay people, but a class on like religious life, like the history of religious life. It's, uh, it's a very fascinating history. It's a great story. Uh, I taught that class. Father Ambrose has been teaching that class. So, and it's, uh, it's a, a wonderful way in which our, our vocation, our particular vocation as priests in Orbitine Religious, uh, can be 
incorporated into the overall curriculum. And you mentioned there'll be maybe perhaps six other priests from the mm -hmm. Norbertine Fathers joining you. So yes. will you all kind of divvy up the work in terms yes. of your strengths and, and what you guys know, and that's what your programming will be kind of? Absolutely. <laughs> so, so the abbot, you know, the, the head of our community, uh, he makes the ultimate personnel decisions. And of course, in, uh, in our consultation with him, uh, Father Ambrose and I are now working on the rest of the group, right? Because yes, we're going to bring uh, a very capable, competent, and experienced group of priests who will have the various skill sets uh, required for the fruitful ministry within the Institute itself in regard to uh, teachers and others that will be involved in the Evermode Institute. And also just, you know, again, we're, we're, we're making a new community. We're forming a new monastery. So for the Priory itself, uh, we'll have a, a good uh, community of uh, priests with, with different skills and even, as you know, different personalities and different <laughs> gifts and talents that we'll bring. But uh, it's, we're very, very excited at this point. Uh, now that I'm, I'm close by and I'm here in Springfield regularly for my visits, work days and meetings, now it's really, really, it's real. It's getting excited. Uh, we're getting excited about it and it's, it's going to happen. Now, I'm going to toot your own horn a little bit because mm -hmm. the, the Norbertine Fathers, you guys are, are nationally known, yeah. perhaps even internationally known, uh, for your authenticity and, mm -hmm. and your ability to communicate mm -hmm. the gospel message and our faith so richly, but also in an understandably way, understandable way. Mm -hmm. um, you, do you envision the Evermode Institute going beyond our diocese? Is this something that you, you could foresee it being a Midwest or even a national destination for folks? Absolutely, Andrew. We do, and so does the bishop. And that he made that clear to us uh, in our first conversations about this new ministry, which was really, again, it's, it's, it's his idea. And the invitation that he offered to our community in California to come and be here in the diocese and to help him uh, organize, manage, and, and run the institute uh, his idea, he's, he's a man of great vision, for sure. And uh, we agree that this is something that can go far beyond, you know, not only the Diocese of Springfield, but even in the Midwest. I mean, we're going to start small, uh, but the idea is big, and, and our vision is big. And so we uh, initially, obviously, our you know, first uh, area where we'll exercise the ministry is locally here in and around Springfield and in the Midwest. Uh, but especially with, you know, electronic, you know, platforms and other things, uh, putting things out on the Internet, uh, the, the influence and, you know, the work of the Institute can go far beyond just, you know, the, the Midwest. And that is, that is our, our intention. That is our goal. Now let's get into a little bit of your story because yes. early, earlier this year you were ahead of a, of a large parish. I was, <laughs> yes, very happily, yes. And then all mm -hmm. of a sudden you're approached to become the prior of this new community in Springfield, yes. Illinois. The day my life changed, <laughs> yes, indeed. Take us to that moment and uh, what was going through your mind and were you Googling Springfield and trying thank to you, figure things you. out? <laughs> well, I didn't know too much about Springfield, Illinois. So, well, I just celebrated my 25th anniversary as a priest. So my Silver Jubilee of Ordination. And Congratulations. Thank you so much. Uh, my first 12 years, as I mentioned, were working in formation at the Abbey at our monastery in Southern California, 11 of those years as the novice master in charge of the seminarians. And then uh, in 2009, I was given my new assignment, and it's, it was a slight relocation, only about a half an hour drive from the Abbey itself, but at the parish in Orange County, where our Norberton community has had full-time uh, residency and ministry since 2002. So in 2009, I was assigned as a parochial vicar, one of the assistants at our parish, St. John the Baptist. It's in the city of Costa Mesa. Uh, large, vibrant parish, multilingual, uh, with a large elementary school. 
it was, uh, it was a wonderful ministry for us to take on. And so when we started the Norbertine community, at the bishop's invitation, we sent four priests because community life is essential to us. So we had a little community there living in the rectory on site at uh, the parish and school in Costa Mesa. And then when I was assigned in 2009, we had increased from four to six priests in the rectory, uh, which was just, I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. There are not too many you know, parishes that have like six priests like <laughs> living together. But that's religious life, right? That's, that's community life for us. So my first two years at St. John the Baptist, I served as a parochial vicar. And then in 2011, I was named the pastor uh, and became pastor. And that was where I have been uh, working, living, and serving uh, for the last 11 years. And then earlier this year, I uh, got a text from the abbot just saying, hey, the next time you're here at the abbey, I need to talk to you. Right. And I, I did not expect anything uh, of what was really coming. You, you always wish in those moments, can you, can you just give me a little bit more? Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Well, bit more you know, when the abbot says I need to talk to you, and I mean, and that, of course, you know, I, everything was going great at the parish and for me personally, so I, I really did not know. Although sort of in the, in the timeline of the whole process of how the Norbertines came to Springfield, it had already been decided that we were coming, just in general. The Norbertine community, St. Michael's Abbey, has made a commitment, and they're going to Springfield. They're going to open up a new community. I already knew that, but, of course, the community didn't know who would be among those chosen to go. And, and how, many, how, many, how many priests are at, at, at your abbey? Well, now we're, we're a total of 100, and so I would say we have maybe 56, 57 priests or so, and then the others are seminarians in formation. Okay. I mean, we've been so blessed. We've been growing, of course, which is why we're coming yeah. to Springfield. Because we're, we're uh, expanding. We've even, heard, we've even heard you've had to turn seminarians we away have, because yeah, you're the, so full. The last few years, yeah, even with the new abbey, which we just opened two years ago. So, no, the blessings have been amazing. So, uh, so I sat down with the abbot, uh, not, not expecting uh, the fact that he said, uh, he said, here's what I need you to do. And, uh, and he told me, he just came right out with it. He said, well, you know, we're going to Springfield, and uh, I'd like you to serve as the first superior of the new community and be, you know, the founding father of, of our new priory. And uh, okay, boy, What goes through your mind? Yeah, well, well, a lot. A lot went through my mind, and, uh, and I, I cried a little bit just thinking that, you know, what that meant for me to, you know, to say yes, which of course you don't say no to the abbot, right? When he makes it, when he makes it very clear, he said, "This is this is what I need." That to vow of obedience, ah, it yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful <laughs> thing. It's a really beautiful thing. It clarifies life in a very powerful and peaceful way. But I did. I cried a little bit because I thought, "Wow, you know, like moving, like leaving Southern California. You know, thirty-five years of friendships and like everybody in ministry, the abbey itself, just the community." The parish community, which I had just, you know, become such a, an important part of. And there's so many people that I loved, so many friends. And so I, the abbot was great. He let me have my moment, and I cried a little bit. And I, uh, you know, gained my composure. And I said, I said, yes, Father Abbot. I said, of course, of course I will go. I said, I'll hate the weather, but I'll go, <laughs> right? And he laughed, and he said, well, but, well you're, but you're from the Midwest, and I said, yes, Father Abbott, but I left that 35 years ago for a very good reason. I said, I love the beach, I love the mountains, and I love 70 degrees in January. Yeah, we have none of those three. Yeah, I well, mean, not even you know, close. no, 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 not even close. And that's, I was, I was thinking about that, right? So, uh, so, it, it, so that was, it was an emotional meeting. And then the Abbott, uh, we continued our conversation with, you know, the reasons why I was his choice. And um, then I got, I got really excited about the, the potential, not only for me personally, but for our community. 
this was one of our long-term goals, the, the making of a new foundation. And this goes back, you know, 10, 15 years, I'd like to say. Uh, we had identified uh, at that point two particular long-term goals. One was build a new abbey, and the second was make a new foundation. This was already in our plan. You know, if God was going to continue to bless our community with growth, we knew that this moment would come. So by God's providence and the generosity of so many, we built a new abbey. I mean, it's incredible. you got to go see it. Everybody who's listening, <laughs> go to Silverado, California in Orange County and see the new St. Michael's Abbey. Yeah, and then step off and see Bishop Van, uh, one, of our, one of our priests from he, our diocese. Yes, he <laughs> is our, our, our bishop. He consecrated the Abbey Church uh, on May 4th, so a year ago. So we built a new abbey, and uh, uh, then it, it was a bit of a surprise, I think, for our community that so soon after the, the, you know, the new abbey, well, then we got the announcement, and now we're going to go to Springfield. We're going to make a new foundation. So, but it is exciting. It's a sign of God's you know, uh, blessing upon our community, uh, the growth and the fruitfulness of, of, of our approach to our ministry and our life, which is just be faithful, be Catholic, be authentic, be, be sincere, uh, and we've been so blessed. So, yes, personally, I, I knew what this new assignment would mean, and I knew it would be very difficult to have to say goodbye to everybody in California. Um, so, uh, as, as, as happens, like with the vow of obedience in religious life, when, when new assignments are decided upon, the first thing you have to do is keep it a secret. Well, after you say yes, then the, so then was the abbot was like, okay, well, thank you for saying yes. He gave me a big hug. He cried a little bit. And then like, we were both like, oh, because he said like, I'm really going to miss you. And you know, it's hard to send you away, but we know you're the man and you're going to do a great job and it's a blessing for our community. So I said, yes, yes, Father Emmett. And then, um, then he, he, he told me, he said, well, you know, the community will start in the summer of 2023. And I thought to myself, well, well, that's, so, that's good because I, I'll have another year at the parish like to wrap up and say goodbye. And that's when he said, well, but you need to leave this summer. And that was a second moment of like, wow, because that was coming up pretty quickly. So uh, it was a fairly quick goodbye of course, I'm going to go back and see people. It's not like my friends in California will never, ever see or hear from me again. Uh, but that was, that was a, a challenge. Now, let's talk a little bit about the Norbertine Fathers. Yes. Um, I, I, again, we mentioned at the top, you guys are known for dressing in white. Yes. Um, give us a little bit of a history and ultimately what led you to join them. Very good. So uh, our order very happily celebrated its 900th anniversary last year. 2021 was our 900th year jubilee. So founded in 1121 by St. Norbert, uh, who was, well, he, in his ministry, he, he was ordained later in life, uh, had a kind of, you know, big conversion moment, similar to St. Paul and, you know, St. Augustine and others, uh, where he really, really gave his life to God, was ordained a priest. He was a wandering preacher in, you know, Germany and, you know, Belgium, the Netherlands, and, and northeastern France. And then he settled down, and he, he, at, the, at the bishop's invitation, uh, he founded a religious community, which became the Norbertine Order, right? So, uh, and the order has four abbeys here in the United States. Our long history is mostly Eurocentric. And then in the 19th century, there were missionary communities uh, that were established from European abbeys in, you know, other parts of, you know, the, the New World. So now we're on, you know, five continents. And the first Norbertines came to the United States in the late 1800s, and they settled near Green Bay, Wisconsin, 
which is where the first Norbertine Foundation was here in America. And uh, that abbey, I, I knew of St. Norbert Abbey growing up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I had a few cousins that went to St. Norbert's College. So I, I knew of the Norbertines, but not much, really. So, uh, but then I had already moved to Southern California before I was really discerning seriously about the priesthood. What, 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 le- what led you there? Well, the weather okay. uh, and, and the, the opportunities. Uh, I went to the University of Minnesota here up in the Twin Cities for my undergrad. And uh, I graduated with a degree in theater arts. And uh, I was pursuing a career in theater and, you know, the entertainment industry, as we say, uh, down in Southern California. So I went to graduate school at Cal State Long Beach. So I was there for my master's uh, in graduate school and, of course, the weather and the beach and the mountains and, and everything else, <laughs> Southern California. So uh, and then when I when I, I had like my my big like early midlife crisis, OK, you know, God, what do you really want me to do? And I had thought about becoming a priest growing up, growing up Catholic. It's great. But at that point, you know, I was 25 years old and didn't really have a, a stable plan, right? Because to break into the industry, like as an actor or, or a performer of any kind, you need to be really, really good or you need to know somebody. And uh, obviously I was neither. God had a different plan for me. So... And then when I started discerning, you know, there was a priest in Milwaukee uh, who'd known me since I was a teenager. He's still a very dear friend of our family. He was instrumental because I got in touch with him and asked for his advice. And he said, well, you know, there's an abbey there in Southern California that's like really good. And like nobody knew about St. Michael's Abbey. This was 1989. Hmm. And I'm like, you know, I mean, I lived in Long Beach, but I'd never heard of St. Michael's Abbey. Didn't even know it was there because uh, we were very small at that point, just starting to really grow in the late 80s. And, uh, but he was the priest that got me in touch with St. Michael's Abbey. And when I was uh, discerning, I did. I moved back to Milwaukee for a while for discernment purposes. And uh, I visited several other religious communities uh, thinking that, you know, St. Michael's was probably going to be my, my, my best option and my first choice. But I went out east. I visited a few religious communities up in New England. Uh, I thought about maybe staying here in the Midwest. Uh, despite my, you know, aversion to long, cold winters. But uh, I, I gave God that chance. But really, when I visited St. Michael's, so now we're at like early 1990, uh, the men that I met, the community, it's life of prayer, and it was just, it was so beautiful and so inspiring. And this was before we had, you know, beautiful architecture. Now we have a beautiful, you know, facility. Now we have a beautiful abbey and a beautiful church to live in. But architecturally, when I visited the Abbey, I'm like, well, this is nothing special for sure. But the community was very, very special and was really growing. And so that was my uh, experience in visiting St. Michael's Abbey. And so uh, I entered on my 26th birthday in August of 1990. And it's been just, you know, an incredible, beautiful journey. Uh, My first three years of formation took place at the Abbey, Southern California. And then I studied theology for four years in Rome, which was unbelievable. <laughs> Those were great years. Uh, we, like you know, every religious order basically has a house in Rome, our generalate, as we call it. So that was our, our house where we lived with other Norbertines from all over the world and, and other priests and religious as well. So that was a great experience, uh, studying in Rome and living in Rome for those four years. So now let's get back here to, to the Evermode Institute. Yes. Um, and you mentioned, okay, the, the beauty of, of Southern California, mm-hmm. of course, uh, the facilities you have here. So you come here, and yes. I mean, 
you walk around this campus, yes. you have what the hospital sisters have left us has, has just been incredible. But even this campus in general, I mean, you have mission outreach, you have the headquarters of HSHS, mm -hmm. the sisters are still here. Yes. And here we are inside St. Francis of Assisi Church. Beautiful, beautiful church. A hidden gem yes. of, of the Midwest. Yes. So what goes through your mind when you're just walking around these beautiful grounds? There's grottos, there's walkways around all of all, where it, we're at. It is. It's incredible. Yeah. It is. It is incredible. It's an incredible gift. Uh, and we, that is the entire Novartine community, uh, even those who have not you know, been to Springfield yet, we'll see if they visit. Uh, but everyone realizes that this is an incredible gift from God. The, pri the priests uh, who have visited the property have, have all been, I mean, we are, are just beyond thrilled because it's, uh, it's even more beautiful than, than like we saw like a video uh, that the diocese had put together as a kind of invitation even to the Norbertine community to consider coming to this beautiful facility. And even that, like when I saw that, I'm like, wow, that looks really, really beautiful. Uh, but the first time I came and now that I'm here again and, you know, every time I come, uh, there is something. The, the beauty, uh, you know, the natural beauty of, of the grounds and the property and the, the majestic beauty of this gorgeous church, uh, this all to glorify God, this all to be uh, a place where, you know, the mission of, of uh, evangelization and faith formation and teaching the faith and preaching and celebrating the sacraments, it will be renewed in a very, very powerful way. Uh, in meeting with the sisters, Sister Maureen, to, to learn about the history of the sisters too, uh, that God has sort of chosen our Norbertine community to come and, and bring new life to this facility. Uh, and of course, also to accompany and care for the sisters and be with them uh, as they live out their years. There, there's so many reasons why you just think the providence of God has given our community in California uh, this tremendous and beautiful gift. There, you know, the church in, for its beauty and majesty, and, and you know, it's going to be celebrating its 100th anniversary too. In 2024, that was one thing when I first visited and was going through the literature. I, I, I just noticed, oh, and the church was dedicated in April of 1924. And I thought, <laughs> well, you know, that's coming up pretty quickly. So, like, like the first like big event that we'll have after we, you know, open the priory next summer, the first big event will be the 100th anniversary the centenary of the dedication of this beautiful church. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a, a great event. And I know also the diocese announced earlier this year that St. Gianna's daughter, also Gianna will be establishing yes. her international center dedicated to her mom, her St. Mom, as she yes. calls her yes. and her Holy dad, Pietro. Yes. And it'll be, it'll be uh, an international center where people can come learn about St. Gianna mm -hmm. and uh, ultimately about the vocation of family life and, right. and pro-life ministry mm -hmm. that will be on the grounds. Just, yeah, just, just, just past the gate, just, past just the right, gate. right down the street. Yeah. So you think of, I mean, obviously we're, we're looking to think a few years ahead, uh, Father Augustine, but, but you have you guys being here in the St. Norbert, the St. Norbertine community, um, this beautiful church, the Gianna Center, mission outreach. You have um, uh, Father Tolton, the nation's yes. first black priest, who's yes. down the road in Quincy. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Bishop Sheen up in Peoria. I mean, yes. th this is going to become, hopefully, a, a mecca of yes. Catholics around the world to come visit. That's it's, our plan. <laughs> it's That's be our plan. That's our plan. So, And in my discussions and meetings you know, with the bishop and, uh, and his wonderful staff and, and priests and everybody that I've been meeting with and working with here in Springfield, no, I mean— like after every meeting, like we, we all just, you know, agree like this, this, this can be huge. I mean, this, you know, I mean, all glory be to God. 
and we'll do the work. Obviously, God has chosen you know uh, this place uh, for a, a ministry that we think will be so far-reaching and and will will renew and reform so much in regard to Catholic education and Catholic formation and uh, sacred worship and that that is it's a lot to to really you know grasp and in my moments of just personal reflection about you know how God has chosen us uh, to really be here but uh, we have uh, again great ideas and now I think the resources uh, to really make it all happen it's really really exciting and we'll finish with this one Father Augustine mm-hmm. so ultimately when our, our lay Catholics are coming to the Evermode Institute. Yes. What do you hope they leave with? They uh, will really know their faith in, in a more profound way, love their faith, and live their faith in a more effective and fruitful way. Uh, and they will appreciate more and more uh, the beauty of our Catholic faith, uh, its importance not only for ourselves personally in regard to our own journey to heaven and our own salvation, but the work of the church uh, again, in every age, obviously, there are challenges, but we are facing significant, significant challenges in regard to, you know, the basics of our faith and our faith and its influence over culture. You know, in many ways, I, I obviously, I, 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 you know, read a lot and I, I meet with a lot of people in conversations. And, you know, for those who really think, you know, Father, they say, Father, you know, we're, we're, we're losing the war. I mean, you know, the, the culture war. And I said, well, don't, don't, don't despair. Don't get discouraged. We just need to work harder. We just need to, you know, roll up our sleeves and, and get down to uh, just, you know, renewing our commitment to living and preaching the good news uh, in a world where there's just so much, you know, darkness and confusion because Jesus is the light and he is the truth and our mission is, is to make him and his teachings obviously known and loved. So there's so many ways. And, we're, and again, I mentioned, you know, at the end of our meetings, we, we think about how how much potential there is now in, in the people that God is bringing together here in this holy place and the influence that we can have uh, on a wider scale over the church. And uh, in being grateful for that opportunity to God, we also see that uh, everyone involved with this has received like a, like a personal gift of, of a kind of renewed inspiration, even in my own vocation, 25 years as a priest. But now it, it, it's like a new beginning. I mean, it really is. And people involved in this project, especially with the Evermode Institute, they're like, we want to create a program that will give that new beginning to everyone who will participate in whatever way. Uh, because the, 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 the church needs to continually offer to our, our wounded culture and our, our society with all of its difficulties. We need to continually offer that, that, that saving grace, that light of truth. Excellent. Well, again, we are so excited for you guys to be Thank here. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, coming up here in July, mm-hmm. the Evermore Institute will officially open mm-hmm. and we'll take advantage of all their programming. Father Augustine, thank you so much for coming on Dive Deep. You're welcome. Thanks. All right. If you would like more podcasts, head on over to dow.org slash podcast. And until next time, we'll see you right here on Dive Deep.